0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believe to You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric.
1: And I'm Michelle. And today's guest is... I'm pretty excited. I'm always excited. I say that all the time. But our guest today is the author of Midlife Magic, and we have Joanne Richards on today. Woo! Okay. (laughs) Joanne, can you give us a little more backstory or who you are and a little bit of what you got for us today before I ask my super special question.
2: <laughs> sure. And thank you so much for having me. Um I'm really excited to be sharing some of my paranormal experiences. So I am uh by day I'm a bookkeeper. That is my education and training. And I wouldn't say by night, but um and on the other side of that, you know, so I have have a grown daughter. I have three grandchildren. I'm married to a former Navy captain who's had lots of alien experience. Um, and I've had paranormal experiences um, probably since my 20s. Um, so I know you're going to ask me about that. Yep. And, you know, when I met my husband several years ago, we've been together over 20 years. It's like um, I used to be an I used to be a Mormon for a long time and I left the church for no, you know, no dramatic reasons, but I started down my path of getting into more paranormal stuff and magic stuff and, and learning more about UFOs and fairies and aliens and all kinds of cool stuff. And I, you know, my gifts for intuition and being around paranormal came back to me because I had just hadn't had them for a long time. And so I'm, on a whole different. I mean, I'm still doing my bookkeeping. Obviously, I'm not retired yet, but I have this whole other side passion that I'm excited to talk about and share. And I started writing my book several years ago when somebody came up to me after I. I'm, I've been at a lot of conferences talking about my husband's work in the military, and then she asked me what my story was going. When's my story coming out? So over the last several years, I've written out my story and it, my. Multiple marriages and how it is being married to my current husband and how I got into all my woo-woo stuff as people would call it. And to me it's not woo-woo anymore because it's just part of my life and people know that's who I am. So
1: awesome. Yeah. I've I've liked to uh accept the woo into my life as well. So I'm the, like the woo totally on good. board with it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I don't see anything wrong with the woo. <laughs> yeah. But well then I already have so many questions, so many more questions. Good. Um but <laughs> let me start with the one that I always ask our guests to kind of get things started is what was your very first paranormal experience?
2: So, my husband husband number 3 was a funeral director for several years and He would have me sing at his different funerals that he was conducting, but one time we had to drive from the Los Angeles area up to Northern California, I would say the San Jose area is Los Gatos, I think, and we were transporting a body. (laughs) I know, in the van, you know, and taking a nap by the side of the road or somewhere, you know, oh in gosh. the van. It's like, oh, my gosh, you're just sleeping next to a casket. Okay, that was the funny part. I mean, I, I didn't, as I grew up as a religious person, so death and it didn't really bother me. Uh, You know, I wasn't afraid to be there by the casket. But anyway, we, we took the casket and we were, this was an older lady that had passed and we took her casket and she was just having a graveside service with, Two or three family members, and they were all elderly. And so we stood in this lovely cemetery, and you know, he's facing the gravesite, the people are there. And I don't know if I was standing right next to him, but there was definitely probably a space. But all of a sudden, I felt this presence, and I just knew it was the sweet lady that had passed. And I didn't know her from you know, from Adam. I didn't know her. I didn't know her, but she was there. And I mean, growing up in the Mormon church, well, growing up in the Mormon church, you learn that the spirit usually hangs around for several days anyway, but it was just the most lovely feeling and that she let me know that she was there. So that was my first experience. And then I would say like the next experience I had, again, with the same husband, but his um, his sister's mother-in-law had died and we were living in Ohio at the time. And so we were having a funeral in the, the chapel and I was probably a singer, you know, I was singing at the funeral. So I was looking out over the audience and I could just tell she was like hovering like at the top like, you know, near the ceiling, but at the back of the room, kind of in a corner. And again, I didn't know her very well, but she was a, she was a lovely woman. And it just it was really nice to know that she was there and you, you just kind of wonder, well, who else knows she's here to, yeah. all, is it just me? But anyway, so those were like my first basic experiences. And then I kind of forgot about it and didn't even pursue that until you know, the opportunity arose several years later.
1: So how did, I'm always curious when people say that they, um, you know, see spirits, how, how do how do you see them? Like some people will see them like in their mind's eye and some people will see like physical form, like an actual human. Like how, how do you see a spirit?
2: I can see their shadows oftentimes and I definitely feel the energy of their spirit. Okay. And now I have a wonderful friend in England who's a Trans medium and she can see them in full physical form like they appeared when they were alive hmm. so that that's pretty cool when we we're going to talk about her too but that's pretty cool when she and i are together and i'm at least feeling it and seeing certain things and she's seeing them as they looked and so it's it's a lovely combination yes you know, I except bet. when they get a little scary
1: oh uh, so. well yeah I and that can imagine yeah, yeah especially like if they show up well, I don't know. Do they have have you ever seen a spirit? Cuz that's always my fear is seeing a spirit like maybe like disfigured or, you know, just so They got shot in the head looking. or something like that. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, things like that.
2: Or they- Um well we're going to when we I oh, you yeah. know, whenever we get to it um one, well we could just say it right now. One of the times Jill and I were together on the USS Hornet, which is an aircraft carrier in Alameda, North North Carolina. It's near San Francisco in California and i'd already been on there before with another psychic so i knew i'd had my other ghost ex- i'd had other ghost experiences but jill came to visit me from england and we went to the hornet cuz we knew it was haunted and she's really good with ghosts and so i could feel things in certain rooms and see shadows and one time we're, we're in one room and I don't know if it was a torpedo room next to us or just another room of the ship was, you know, next to us. We could, she and I could see into the next room and we're going, Oh, do you see that? Or do you feel that? And we're going, yeah. And this dad and his two young boys were right next to like, what, what? I go, oh, nothing. <laughs> it's like, cause I didn't want to scare the little boys. Yeah, But, you know, and then as we're walking through, um, the medical bay h- used to ha- had had some traumatic experiences there but um anyway Jill and I were in the hallway near the medical bay and all of a sudden this former sailor who had been on the ship like probably in the 40s I guess I don't know a long time ago um he died on the ship or horrific death but at the hands of aliens and- <laughs> like <laughs> so we're going to oh. bring that in right away but yes. so she you know and And she has the ability to, like, talk to them and really take on what they're feeling. And this spirit really wanted to, like, take over her so I could hear her voice changing. And it was getting very dramatic and deep. And I wanted to kind of, like, touch her to, like, bring her back out of it. And she goes, no, don't touch me. And, you know, she was trying to help him cross over and thankfully you know she was able to call on his dad and his dad came and helped him cross over but he'd been hanging out on that ship in a traumatic state of mind for years wow. but you know she could see that his arm had been ripped off and you know he he'd had horrible things done to him but you know so that was very traumatic i've never seen that depth of depth of that i just see the shadows well, I think that's about where I would want to stop too. Like just show me the shadow. Don't yeah, show me yeah.
1: anything anything else. Yeah. Um, okay, so then let's let's backtrack a little bit. Where where would you like to start? We got you very first paranormal experiences, but um, with sure. This, so let's this well, let we
2: can go back to the hornet because I met a psychic. Um, I used to do a little newspaper called the Eco Byte newspaper, and I would talk about environmental stuff and like cool things to visit up in the foothills of California where I lived or like down in the San Francisco Bay area. Cause I was, you know, liked both places and my future mother-in-law lived down there. Anyway, my husband had said, well, why don't you go check out this uh, aircraft carrier? It's a really cool place. It's got a lot of cool history. So one time I just went to visit it for the history and did an article for my newspaper. And then he said, well, I hear there's a psychic that's going to be talking about the ghosts on the hornet. Why don't you go listen to what she has to say? So I did, and I listened to her great her talk about all the different ghosts all over the and and lots of you know people have experienced you know things going past windows and whatever and uh, okay I'm all in I gotta I gotta <laughs> I gotta know more and so she and I met and then she she was a docent you know like a ghost a, a paranormal investigator there's one or. They had several, like, not on staff, but they had several that they let come onto the ship and do paranormal investigations. And she was one, and she was also acted as a docent. So we got to go on the ship, like, as visiting hours were closing. And so she took me on this tour of the ship, and it's like, you go down one hall, and it's like, ooh, those walls feel a little cold. (laughs) And she goes, yeah, and cold and kind of damp. And it's just a hallway. And then we went to the foc'sle where the anchor chains in the front of the ship, are. the anchor chains are, you know, all coiled up and all that and nothing there. And then we walked up this ladder cause we were going to go through like the bunk rooms for some of the crew. And she had just gone through the doorway into where the bunks were. And I'm at the top of this ladder. Well, you know, stairs ladder and I feel something and I see this, it's like, is that like a shadow, like coming out from behind a pillar? It's like, so I just stood there because I thought, well, maybe it's a ghost. And it wants to say hello. And I just stood there and I don't know if I said hello out loud or just in my mind, I was communicating, hello, it's okay. You don't need to be scared. And I just, just, it was the coolest feeling. It wasn't scary at all. So that, that was really cool. And I was ex- really excited to see my friend and tell her all about it because ghosts are a normal thing for her. And uh, then another part of the ship was the chapel. And, and they were in stages of restoring the ship. So we went into the chapel and it hadn't been like remodeled or restored yet back to, you know, the, a status where like they would have tourists allowed in there. And there was a pile of boxes in this one corner. and And, you know, we could both tell that there was somebody hiding behind there. And it's like, and he was scared. I don't know why it was a spirit. I don't know why he was scared. Um, you know, maybe he'd been on there because this ship had been through, um, uh, world war two and other, ba- you know, other many is bat combats. And obviously, like I mentioned, there'd been some alien activity on this ship, but, um, anyway, there was this poor sailor scared and we just talked to him and told him, you know, don't be scared. It's okay. So that, that was pretty cool. And, um, And then my husband had said, because, and again, this was a time before they hadn't fully uh, restored all the rooms they were going to for tourists. And my husband said, well, if you get near the medical bay, so this was before my English friend and I had gone there. If you get to the medical bay, see what it feels like, because tourists weren't allowed to go in there yet. They hadn't restored it. And as soon as I got, you know, we just like got up close to the door and felt it It was like, whoa, you know, it's like that's some negative energy on the other side of that door. And it turns out there had been some like combat on the ship with some aliens that my husband and his dad were involved with. And, you know, humans and aliens died and they had taken some of the aliens into the, the medical bay. And there was some really sad, angry, negative energy coming through there next time i went through there and it had all been restored and cleansed and you know whatever they needed to do to clear the energy it was fine but you know he was right it's like it was like you almost touched the door it was like it, as if it was hot you know it's like oh mm, yeah <laughs> you know I just
1: don't like that feeling like nope don't like that <laughs> yeah
2: don't don't touch it <laughs>
0: yeah
2: <laughs> it was it was crazy um and i know on that ship well another really funny thing and i have pictures of these in my my old black and white film days. Um, there's the women's bathroom on like the main, the main hangar deck used to be an engine room. So of course, you know, guys were, and I'm sure they had no females ever, you know, I don't know if they never had any females, but this was before the days, most of the times when females were allowed on the ships as, you know, Navy people. Anyway, this is a guys that worked in the engine room And there are stories about women being in the restroom and feeling like, you know, somebody was watching them or like, I don't know, maybe just touching them, not, not molesting or anything, but it's like, I didn't feel that when I was in the restroom, but right outside of it, I was taking pictures. And when you develop the black and white film, not digital, but the film, you can see like the plasma distortion. Mm. So you knew something was there. So it's like, and you just felt like these men were just getting, you know, (laughs) they were just they were like a, a pranksters so that they really liked to wow, pull okay. pranks on you know whoever went into the restroom you know i'm sure you know it's would be definitely frowned yeah. on now but <laughs> mm-hmm. it was yeah. kind of funny and i'm sure they were just laughing cuz they were just you know sailors messing around yeah. <laughs> um other times oh and another thing i loved about the hornet um because I said my, my father-in-law and my husband have both been on there, but every time that I've been on the flight deck, especially when I was with Stosh, the first psychic, and my friend Jill, the second one, um, I could feel my father-in-law's spirit standing right next to me, because he was an Air Force officer, and he used to liaison with Alameda Naval Air Station when Admiral Nimitz was working there, so... and. The Air Force has a base that's probably a half an hour from that Navy station. So I could feel his spirit, and both of the psychics could were usually stand behind me. It's like, Joanne, you know, there's this man standing right next to you. I go, I know. It's my father-in-law. And that that is the coolest feeling because he's been around me many times, and I never met him in person, but we've had many encounters since he passed. And another time when I took a picture, like as I was leaving the Hornet one day, I took a picture across the room of the, the hangar bay and the lights were out because uh, visitors were gone. And when I, uh, when I developed the pictures, it was, I have a, a great picture of him as an air force guy and he's got his flight goggles on. Well, this was like a spitting image of this photograph I have of him where he's standing next to his plane and his, his, you know, flight goggles are sitting there. I don't know if he was wearing them at the time. It's like, I've got a picture of your dad. <laughs> and I just, and it's not full form, but I could just tell it was him. It was, it may sound crazy, but you know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And um it's just a great ship to be on. I know they let, you know, Boy Scouts and maybe Girl Scouts, out. it's like different scouts and different youth groups can go on the ship and spend the night. And, you know, I don't, wow. you know, I'm sure they weren't are not doing any of that during COVID, but you know, it's a, it's a great tourist attraction and they do have, you know, I've been there at Halloween where we were having a party there and, oh, we, you know, it was, it was great. <laughs> a lot of good ghost energy there. So
0: I guess a lot of these ships do that, the, the same kind of stuff because like um uh like
1: the USS Lexington, yeah,
0: the USS Lexington, our, our friend was just telling us about that they do stuff during Halloween as well. They actually like, do up the ship and stuff in like, I guess like a haunted house type of thing. Um,
1: Do you know if they, if they do ghost tours on on the Hornet?
0: Well, I mean, he, like I said, he was telling us uh, the other thing that I found curious is that, that one of the guys that works there, the guy that was actually their guide Mm -hmm. uh, is a paranormal investigator as well. And he, he knows all the, the, the hot spots, I guess, of the ship. So I also thought that was kind of, you know, interesting that. <laughs> that's the case at, at the Hornet as well. That there's somebody there that's a docent that's a, a paranormal investigator. So I don't know if it's their paranormal investigators first and then they, they go to the ship to kind of be able to do both things, or if it's just a she, thing in her for case, these... it
2: probably she was. It was probably that. That's probably why she went there in the first place. They used to do Halloween parties there. And in fact, the time I was there at, at Halloween time, there was like a big costume party and dance or whatever going on in like the big hangar bay. And then a group of us went, we rented a, a side room and had, you know, our own little side party, which was fun because not only was my psychic friend there, an, a pretty well-known uh, paranormal investigator, Lloyd Arbach, was there. And I think he does magic too. So we, we had a fun Halloween party all on Sounds our like own it. with a small group. So you know, that, that was, that was a lot of fun. <sighs> That does sound like fun. That, that well,
0: first time that you were sorry, that first time that you had gone, uh, when that, that first sidekick was there, was at this point, were you already starting to kind of get your abilities back? Or was it still that was, something? that was
2: the time when they started coming back. Okay. When I went on the ship with her, because there'd been this huge gap, mm-hmm. and you know. And several husbands in between, but that's another story. uh, So that was the first time where it started coming back and then it just hasn't left. And I don't have them all the time. You know, most, some of the times it's just when I'm with my psychic friends, but, um, and I'm, yeah, go ahead.
0: I'm sorry. So is it something that you actively work on? Try, yeah. Trying like develop them or is it just something that it's there and if it happens, it happens and, and stuff like that.
2: I have not been, it's not like I don't see myself as a paranormal investigator. So I don't go around to places that seem to be haunted. I would love to do more of this. Um, But, and usually when I'm, I used to travel, I've traveled several times to England. So Jill and I would go to lots of places and, and most of them are historical sites anyway. So it's kind of natural for the spirits to be there. So we would have lots of, you know, combined experiences. Like I said, she would see stuff. I could feel stuff. And that was, and then we'd take pictures and we could see, see it in the film. And it was, you know, so we'll, we can get into that where she and I've been in England, but, you know, with Stosh, uh, I would love to retire, (laughs) period. But I would love to retire and then do more of this stuff. Because, yeah. you know, now I'm, I'm up in Portland, Oregon, and I know there's haunted places. Around oh, yeah. Here. And it's like somebody saying it and just up the road, and this place is really yeah. haunted. It's like, really? <laughs> now, you know, COVID has made it so that you can't go into a lot of these places. But I, I want to go back there and and see what I can feel because Oh, I remember and I kind of jumping all over the place. I'm sorry one of the times when i was in england um i was i i've spoken at a lot of ufo conferences so i was in this you know in this town and you know it i had a day or two downtime before i was going to leave the town from where the conference was so i went to this historical manor house and it wasn't huge but it combined it was like two different eras of building styles like georgian and edwardian and i went in and i don't there was hardly any furniture in the place And I think I'd maybe heard story, I maybe heard people talking about ghosts or whatever. And then, so I went into the room where they had talked about that there were ghosts. (laughs) And you could see it was like the nursery and the little rocking chair, you know, moves. And and I don't know that (laughs) they had seen that, but... Um, I, it was more like I was out in the hallway and I could just feel the presence that somebody's spirit was there. And so later I, you know, got caught up with the the docents again and they said, did you feel anything? I said, well, yeah, you know, right, right over there. (laughs) Well, then why don't you come, you know, come down this hallway and into these other rooms where you don't, we don't take anybody and see what you feel. It's like, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like you know, you, you kind yeah. of have special little perks when people know you can feel stuff. So yeah,
0: yeah. I love the, the only reason I was asking about about the timeline, as far as you know, your abilities and if you work on if you've worked on them or, or can try to work on them, is because it, it kind of, I guess, speaks to something that Michelle has mentioned before about I guess the way that you see them as far as like shadows and and just more f- a feeling than than actually seeing like a full body apparition say like your your friend in England um you know what Michelle's mentioned and Michelle correct me if I'm wrong is is you know that usually people who have I guess have the ability but uh, you know or maybe to less effect or, or haven't really worked on it or, or aren't to the level to that level have, Maybe see just the shadows or or see like you know partial you know I guess apparitions as opposed to somebody who's worked on it more is able to see you know a lot oh, that's more.
2: interesting that's interesting, and I should ask my friend if she's always been able to see the full body or whether that took practice so i'll I'll have to ask her because I would love and I took just one like uh. Trans mediumship class with her. And she goes, well, you, you, you definitely have the gift. And it's like, but I, I had, you know, I wasn't going to be able to stay in England for a month to do all her classes. So it's like, uh, I, I would like to do more. And one of the things I do do, um, I'm connected with a group called the Hedda foundation in Northern California. And so there's, there's a person who channels a deceased woman And then through them, you know, you can also talk to your deceased family members or whoever you want to. So I've talked to my mom. I've talked to, not my dad. I've talked to my husband's dad. And then we've had, and different people. And now I talk to the deceased partner, one of the deceased partner, well, one of my husband's former partners who has been deceased since 1979 and she and I are best friends you know and she she was a very powerful witch in england so you know we we talk all the time and and i can feel especially when i used to meet with them in person you can just feel the energy it isn't like okay this person's just going to pretend they're talking you know channel this thing it's like i can feel the energy come through when i'm there in person and sometimes you know you can get that through the computer but it's so much more fun in person and, and when we've had, we used to, I used to be part of their group sessions and I would like, I liked to sit next to the person who was channeling. And when, when different beings, you know, cause we had humans and wonderful, we, we would talk to Jesus and Mary, mother of Jesus and Mary Magdalene and that group's talked to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And we've talked to a Druid priestess and we, and aliens, and we've talked to alien entities, and I, I'm not saying they're, those were dead, but it's like, but, and the energy is just so, woo. you know, it's like, I was hot. It's like, I was just yeah. energetic, just temperature wise, I was really hot when it was over. But, um, so I do a lot of talking to, and learn, I've talked to like a great, great, great grandma of mine, and, and uh, learning more about family history and her experience with witchcraft and you know what she learned and um it's so i am learning to talk to them more and i I want to be able to like practice that more and do that without the channeling person you know i'd like to be able to learn how to channel myself better and you know because i have spirit guides i want to talk to that don't want to talk to me through the channeling person they you know want to talk to me but so i can't wait till i have more time to do a lot more practice (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know, and well, first off, excuse Eric's cat. I'm sure you've maybe heard in the background meowing.
0: <laughs> she, she didn't do it at all last episode. I know, so yeah, every,
1: every once in a while, she'll just like, yeah, there it is, like meow throughout the whole episode. So I have oh, to like edit and like turn down his can, mic. You can hold um, it if
2: you need to. I mean, my well, cats are... I, I fed them before the episode, so... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I open the door and she'll just like sit there and stare at me and then I'll close the door and then she'll go back to meowing under the door. So <laughs> well,
2: See, you annoyed. know, I, I heard that yeah. I should not have my cats in the same room and I thought, well, okay, but if I shut the door, they're gonna sit there and cry yeah. at me. So it's like
1: do that. <laughs> yeah,
2: they'll if I feed them, then they'll probably go right back to sleep. So.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> so I we'll mean. hope
2: the one that likes to jump up on my desk here doesn't do that. But they're you know, they're totally they're fine. very uh insightful. They know when Mama's doing an interview, and they usually don't get up here and bother me. They usually okay. Let's respect the space, and we know the energy. And my yeah. the one cat that whines a lot. One of my first apartments when I moved to Portland, he he was just going crazy, and I was told, you know, there's spirits that are hanging about the building you're in, and they're just curious who's there, mm-hmm. you know. And the poor cat could see them. <laughs> 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 or feel them or whatever because yeah. the other cats could have cared less but he was like what is going on and he was jumping up and down and looking at he was always looking at the ceiling it's like okay who's in the attic yeah
0: yeah but, it was, this one's yeah. just very needy she she if, if i'm on the sofa she needs to be stuck on my leg if i leave if i'm not in the living room or i'm I, i'm at work if i leave a cap or my backpack or if i leave something of an article of clothing she's laying on the article of clothing clothing i've left my fanny pack on the dining room table and so she's not with me at the at the sofa but she's laying on my fanny pack in the (laughs) dining room I'm like what is wrong with you
2: i know mine like to lay on my shoes and my clothes and yeah yeah they they like mama's energy or mama's (laughs) smell i don't know what it is you know the other thing i was going to say is um about the shadows one of the times i was at stash's house And I think we were standing outside, I don't know, you know, we were standing outside her house in San Francisco and I could look up the street and it was weird because there was like shadows, like kind of looking out from the doorways or the garages Mm. and they were up the street. It's like, well, come on, you know, I don't mind. Come and visit if you want. So, so that was very interesting because that was kind of early. I think we'd gone to the Hornet by then, but you know, that was still kind of early in my days of getting used to all these ghosts. And I remember being in my apartment in California talking to her on the phone. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I was in Ohio when my dad died in California. And I didn't get to, I didn't get to fly home to say goodbye. And I didn't get to like be there when they scattered his ashes or anything. So we didn't have full, full closure. And I remember we, Stosh and I were talking about him on the phone, I think. And all of a sudden the curtain started fluttering Ugh. and like my drapes of the curtains, like, okay, dad, cool. I know you're you here. You don't necessarily want to talk to me, but thanks. I know you're here. And I've asked him to talk to me, but he, he, he won't, he is not ready to come talk to me when I'm doing the, the channeling thing yet. So mm. hopefully one of these days.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, sorry, just real quick, because Eric had mentioned yeah. it or he kept saying me, um, about the, the shadows and stuff. Um, Whereas like your friend can see stuff, but you're more feeling and like shadows right. for right now. So a lot of it too is what kind of clair ability mm. you have. Like there's clairvoyant where you can see, you can be clairsentient where you feel, cognizant where you just get this like download, like you just know. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different clairs. I, right. Like for, for me personally, I'm, I'm kind of like you where I feel things. Right. Um. I, but luckily have not seen shadows. (laughs) (laughs) I think if I were to see anything, I would freak out, but, um, I have been told and yeah, that, that if, if that's something that kind of freaks me out to, to see an apparition that if I just say, Hey, I don't want to see you, feel free to like, you know, send me your like energy, like, or like clear cognizant, like I said, to download that, that, uh, message, I guess, into my brain and I can like repeat it, but to like see an actual human figure would freak me out. So I've been told like, you can tell them like, Hey, I don't want to see you True. or some people don't like hearing their voices kind of thing. So like, I don't want to <laughs> hear you in my ears. So there's like different ways to, to kind of go around it. But um, yeah. Do you get like a goose bumpy feeling on your arms always, when you're near them? Okay. <laughs> <always> <laughs> they, well, yeah, always. Um, I think when also just kind of like when something because I've had the feeling to like talking to a person and they say something. And if I like get like full on like goosebumps, I'm like, yeah, okay. Like I know that's true or that like resonates with me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but there's also that for me, a lot of the time it's the feeling that someone else is in the room. Cause I, I mean, everyone right. gives off their energies. Right. So it's like, I've, I've had it so many times where I'll be in bed and Carlos, uh, my, my boyfriend is in the living room and I feel well, I think that I feel him like coming down the hall. I'm like, okay, here he comes. Like he's gonna come through the doorway any second now. And then nobody shows up, but that feeling of somebody in the room is still there. Oh and I'm like, okay, and then so your somebody's lights here. Start to flicker. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but um so so that's what it is a lot of the time for me is just like no, I'm like a lot of the times I don't know who it is. Um right. I don't have that I can't necessarily distinguish who, right. like how you're like, I know that this is my my um, father-in-law and things like that so i feel like i'm super early on in the stages of like what my your abilities are abilities are yeah i guess uh, I, I really think that everyone kind of has them but it's like some are more natural than others like your your friend who can right. just see so right. clearly and then it's also a matter of like what is your main claire ability right. and then the what others kind are of kind of
0: bender like, are you
2: right and- <laughs> what kind of air yeah I have another psychic friend who, you know, she does classes on helping you figure out which Claire you are and develop that. And it's interesting because again, like I said, I can feel certain things, but also I get the goose bumpy, you know, you can feel on your skin, you know, something's there or something. And it's like with my intuition, I'll just get this knowing it's like, okay, you know, my, I don't know necessarily when that's going to happen. Like I'll tell stuff to my husband. It's like, I get this look from him. It's like, I can't help it. I, I know this, you know, you yeah. may not want me to know this, but I know this. And <laughs> you know, it may not happen for a couple of years or more, but I, I know this. And uh, it's, it's interesting because that intuition also helps protect me if I need to leave mm-hmm. a, an area you know, because maybe somebody's there that I don't need to come in contact with. But it also helps me, like, again, know that that person's in the room or s- somebody's in the room. Because another time in England when I was there with Jill, we went into, it's not a castle, but just a big, big manor house where Anne Boleyn was born. Hmm. And and her father's family had owned it at one time. So it's, it's a lovely home. And we're Jill and I are, you know, did the whole tour and we're walking down these steps. Okay, now she can see this woman walking down the servant steps and she wasn't a servant. It's like, okay, who did you just have a rendezvous or who are you going to have a little, who are you about to meet? And you're sneaking down the servant steps, you Mm. know? Uh, So that was pretty cool. But then we went into this one room, which was probably like the, you know, the Lords or whoever, I don't know what you know, what title the person was that owned the house. Um, like his study or his office or whatever, big desk, lots of books, cool room. And again, you get this feeling and it's like, okay, it's over there by the window. Yes, it is. And we took pictures and we could see the the shimmery in our pictures. And it's like, you have to be careful when you're talking, you know, talking to each other about this stuff. Cause we know exactly what we're talking about, but the other people around you are going, you know, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And um, there was, there was a time where Jill and I went to the Dover castle in England. If you've heard of the, you know, the white cliffs yeah. of Dover and this huge yes. medieval castle and, Oh, that's got some great ghost activity. I mean, we, we walked up the stairs to go into the throne room and the top of the stairs, there's like a guard's room right next to it. and, I'm just standing there taking touristy pictures and all of a sudden there's this blue whoosh coming right through me and it was cold and Jill's over here by the windows and she goes, okay, that thing went right through you. And I go, I know I felt it. And it was blue. And it's like, you know, it didn't hurt me or make me feel bad, but it's like, okay, that was cool. And, (laughs) and this isn't ghosty, but you know, we went into the throne room and all of a sudden I'm getting the most powerful whoo, you know, crying arm tingly stuff. And it was like, okay, that was like, I'd been there in my, another former life. Mm. It's like, that was like, Oh, cool. I I knew I loved medieval stuff, yeah. but it was like I've been here in Dover castle back in the day. And, you know, she could see little children playing with their balls, but then, uh, and it just didn't like another area of the castle. And then underground, there are tunnels and they've been used for like many years and during World War II, it was used for a communication center and also as a hospital. And they've they've set it up now so that you can hear like so, sounds and sights of you know what you would have seen there. And they used to have the smells a lot stronger about the hospitals, but that that really freaked people out. And we met the dose, I mean the docent took us on this tour. And, you know, Jill and I are going, well, you know, have you ever, you know, seen anything weird down here? Yeah. And so we're going along and we get into the the operating theater and he's explaining, you know, what went on there. And there might have been, you know, a tape playing about what and Jill and I could just, oh, my gosh. And it's like I'm feeling, you know, either somebody died on the, the operating table or And I don't know what she was saying. And as soon as we left the room, the dose was going, did you feel something? And was like, oh, yeah. And and the other people on the tour was going, what? what? It's like, yeah, nothing. It's okay. <laughs> but it's, you know, you don't want to freak people out. But, you know, we just find it very fascinating. And there was another time, and just shut me up whenever you have a question. But there was another time uh, where we went to uh, what was called a workhouse. So back in the 17, 1800s, I forget, I, it's in my book, but um, I don't know the date offhand. Uh, if you were really poor and, you know, you couldn't support yourself or pay taxes, I don't know what the qualifications were, but if you were really poor and, you know, you didn't have any place to go or they needed to take your house away, you couldn't pay your rent. I mean, they sent you to a workhouse and maybe this was just one thing up from, you know, the real I mean there were some really bad ones I'm sure but anyway this was a workhouse and the women and the children would go in one section and the men would go in another section and but they had this almost like this whole village there so there was a school and a church and a little store and at this particular one they took off bits of stuff from like um ropes that were used like for the ships so maybe the tar or whatever they have to so that you could reuse the the ropes. And we did the whole tour and then we get in the, like the, the recreation yard where the men and the older boys would hang out for their time off. And Jill, Jill's just going, and I don't know if I felt this one this time, but, um, she just said, I'm not feeling very well. You know, there's somebody here who's trying to communicate with me and I'm just starting to feel sick because it's just not a good energy. So, you know, we sat down for a while and I said, well, let's go get you something to eat. Let's leave this area. And we did. And we had a snack. And that, that helped a whole lot. But then as we were leaving, you know, we were done for the day. Um, You walk under, I don't know, a little archway or whatever. And we looked up into like, I don't know, the second or third story. And we could see, you know, the shadow or the spirit of somebody in the room. And it's like, bye. And we're just going, bye. (laughs) So it had a happy ending, you know, it was was great. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, bye. This was great, you know, so you know those are a couple of the fun ones i'm sure
1: yeah i'm sure some of these spirits too like people are coming in and out all day but not everybody can speak to them so when they can they do find someone who's like oh wait like they can hear us or see us they're like hey wait like like here i am
2: (laughs) come talk to me but yeah um one of the times again i've been to england several times and except for the first trip or so I used, I would stay with Jill and we would run around doing all these little adventures and, you know, make me the first day I got there and I'm sitting in her little cottage and she's sitting over in this chair and there's a doorway into her kitchen and it's a portal for spirits yeah. coming through. <laughs> and she's used to having conversations with people and then somebody wanting to just give a message to that person and so she's gone, okay, well, there's people lined up here to talk to you. Is it okay if I start giving you some messages? So, you know, my mom came through, my dad came through. And then she goes, okay, that, that's enough because now there's people that don't you don't even know. So, oh. you know, we're going to cut it off. But, I mean, <laughs> that was years ago. And my mom was talking, giving us a message that, okay, Joanne, you know, there's something wrong with your legs, or, you know, you need to be careful. And years later I found out, okay, I have diabetes and sometimes my legs hurt. You know, the mm-hmm. circulation isn't, I mean, it's it's I'm getting a, it's getting a lot better, but sometimes the circulation's not great and my legs just hurt. It's like, dang, how did she know that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, know so I like I always I always remembered that and it was it was interesting. The messages that your loved ones just need you to hear. So pay yeah. attention when you get those messages. Yeah, well,
1: I want to backtrack
2: okay. quite a bit
1: just okay. because I'm sure our listeners are like, "How did you let her mention aliens and then not jump on that?" <laughs> I was actually so... just thinking the
0: same thing. I was like, "We're <laughs> we gonna have to go well, back to these aliens at some point." Because I want,
1: I want to hear the ghost stories. I do want to hear the ghost stories, so, so I'm like, "Let's hear the ghost stories." But I cannot just let this alien thing slide. So I know you have more my than my like ufos and out. everything too oh, now yeah. <laughs> and i can't
0: they're talking to each other
2: yeah right Yeah, <laughs> no, i'm hoping they're not going to start a fight uh, oh no do you want to know about the yeah. ufo sightings or so now here's everything. here's the aliens no, i've never personally seen an alien i've seen <laughs> a hybrid once but i've never personally seen the alien my husband talk about that too okay my husband <laughs> has because of that's it was his job in the military and his dad's job any anything space related you know they were part of the secret space program is so you know they used to call it or whatever whatever they called it you know and they they would deal with ufo incidents here on the planet they would go out in space and and deal with alien stuff including battles and my husband's been around aliens since he was a little kid i mean they've known about him since he was born and he has seen them at least since he was 7 No, and probably younger because he wrote, he dictated a little book to his mom when he was probably two or three about the little green men that he saw when he went down the big elevator shaft at Wright Patterson air force base with Mm. his dad in Ohio when they were stationed there. And, you know, dad took him to work one day and it's like he saw things besides humans. And uh, I'm not sure where that book is. I had it. And now I don't know where it is, but, I have seen it. So I get a lot of the alien information from him and reports he's written. And it's like the military knows about hundreds of alien species. And, you know, I do talks about interstellar treaty conferences that has happened on this planet and the different aliens that have have come here to visit. I mean, and, and there have been aliens visiting the planet for thousands of years or at least hundreds of years. But you Mm -hmm. know, people back in biblical times saw flying saucers and you go all over the world and you see ancient cave art where it's clearly a spaceman or some kind of alien. And you know, I believe (laughs) it. One of my, one of my guides, one of my spirit guides is an alien. (laughs) I'm not laughing because I think it's funny. I think it's cool. I can't wait to meet her in person someday. She is alive still. But um, anyway, so, so yeah, there's a lot of aliens and there are many kinds, you know, there's, there's humanoid looking ones, there's stuff, there's ones that can look like dolphins. There's. Hmm. different kinds of reptilians there's different kinds of greys there's cats there's dogs there's whales there's jellyfish it depends on where Mm -hmm. they're from and like the if they're from space it's like from the what kind of planet or where you know where do they live what's that planet like if you're living on a gaseous planet you're gonna be probably gas or whatever there's there's some aliens that when they're all together as a community, they look like a big cloud. So you never know when you see that cloud, what it huh. is. But um, there are a couple, two different types that I know. Their communities form together and they look like clouds. But as a, one of my favorite ones, as an individual unit, it looks like this oily, this beautiful blue oily blob of shiny oil. And, and it, they eat methane and ammonia for their diet so and 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 the fun you know i i can talk about negative aliens but i'd love to talk about the friendly ones yeah and especially the friendly ones that my husband's really well acquainted with and you know there there are many and they would like to interact with us there's a treaty right now and i'm sorry i get very excited about this (laughs) so do i please i'm talking really fast (laughs) There are a lot of friendly aliens and there are several that have been working us with working with us for years and many of them want, you know, disclosure is a huge topic now and many of Mm -hmm. them would want disclosure and they would like to communicate with us. There is a treaty that's been, a treaty has been in place since 1961 um, from a conference in England and they banned open communication between civilians and aliens so, you know, they would get in trouble, we would get in trouble. And I know people energetically or psychically communicate with them, and that's cool. But, you know, pretty much nobody but the military or high government officials, you know, are supposed to meet with them or whatever. And that does happen on a regular basis. So, you know, you you hear about the G20 or the G this or the G that, and there's usually a side alien meeting going on as well. So... Yeah, you know, there's been meetings with aliens going on for many, many years. But I mean, there's a lovely cat species that I love. You mm-hmm. know, it's like there's, well, there's two of them. Okay, this is one of my favorite stories. In <laughs> 1979, uh, in uh, summer, summer of 1979, my husband was called to go out into space. And there was like an alien conference that was going to happen. And I don't know any details about the conference, I don't know if it even happened because. Um, on the way, they found out that there was an, a, a negative alien threat, and the base where the conference was going to happen was actually ambushed, and you did have a battle. So that was pretty horrible reading about your, you know, we weren't married yet, but my boyfriend, you know, reading how he almost died yet again. Well, mm. on the way to this conference, he met, er, his ship was contacted by, you know, all of a sudden you have this huge cat face you know, on the screen of your, you know, think Star Trek, you know. Yeah. Think, yeah, yeah, Star Trek. Think Star Trek, because Star Trek got a lot of information from the military, but think Star Trek. So you get this big face on your screen, and it's this wonderful cat, and there is a first contact with this species. And the name is a long name. It starts with the letter F is in Frank, and so I don't want to butcher it right now because I'm not looking at it. But, you know, they... Their arms will fold out into wings. They like to color their fur. They sing and they hum and they can talk to you telepathically. And, and their whole universe or world out in space is like in a big sphere. And somehow you enter the sphere, and I'd have to reread the report he did about that but then there's like you know mountains and nature and buildings or however where however they live exactly but their whole civilization is inside this sphere and basically i'm not saying they you know everything orbits around it like we do the sun but it's like it stays in one spot and things move past it mm-hmm. well they're they're so delightful that after the mission like four of them came back with my husband and now they're at some you know alien embassy wherever that is on the planet. Like like the men in black. I I, I was like, I want to go, I want to meet the singing cats. You know, (laughs) I want to meet. And this one, I think he called her Scarlet. And she used to, I think she used to like dye her fur with Paisley's patterns. I mean, it's delightful. (laughs) And there's another cat species that um, take after panthers. So they look like, you know, and they like to walk upright like people. So it's like a nine foot, seven foot tall panther. And, you know, they yeah. have kittens and everything, and and they're great explorers, and they like to come to the planet. They're scientists and archaeologists, so they'll come. There's one in particular that he's friends with. Her name is Contessa Leona, and she will come to the planet to f- explore different places and do archaeological digs, and she's very interested in perhaps where her species has visited the planet, you know, where on mm-hmm. Earth has her species come. And so it's like, okay, you know, Mark, I need to like have a big enough piece of property someday so your friends can <laughs> land in their spaceships. I can have a big tea party in the garden with all our friendly aliens, and it's like I can't wait. You know, it's can, like let's just can I come to, to, to that tea and party? House. <laughs> and there's a cool dog species called the Canonians. and um, they they have a base in Australia. And their whole mission, I mean, their whole purpose, they're like traders, they're merchants. They don't kidnap humans. They just buy cool stuff like uh, luxury items, like jewelry and Rolex watches and lots of chocolate and Mm -hmm. export it out to space because the aliens love that stuff. And I know this sounds totally crazy, but what can I say? You know, truth is stranger than fiction. Is that what they Mm -hmm. say? You know, so it's like, again, I want to meet these dogs, you know, and they're, they're very smart and they've been, they've been dealing with humans for a long time, but right now they can't, they can't work with us. They'd like us to be their customers, but you know, they're, they're very knowledgeable and they've helped humans for thousands of years and they have a lot of medical knowledge. So it's like all these cool species I know about, it's like, I just need to have them come visit. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) This is, and I've been told I'm supposed to teach. Like the Pleiadians, you know, it's like so. I I have a role beyond bookkeeping in my life, so I need, yeah, I'm a lot older than you guys, you know, it's like you could all be my kids, but (laughs) (laughs) or my grand. No, I know, yeah, you could be my kids, you're not my grandkid, my oldest one is 19. So, oh, yeah, no, Um, I've already heard Eric, you're at least in your early 30s, yes, (laughs) Yes. yeah. If I'm not, no, you said it on air, so I guess I can, yeah, Yeah, I'm
0: 33, yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah. But um, The okay, age of I'm... Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my daughter's older than that, so way older. Yeah. She's got so, teenagers. Yes, dear.
1: Uh, Sorry. No, I was going <laughs> to say that the, the cat and the dog species, are. do they have any relation to our actual cats and dogs that we have? Or is that just oh, completely... that's a good question.
2: I don't know. Um, I don't know. And, and I should ask that question. I know the dogs look... they look very much like a hound dog, but I think their ears are different and, and whatever, but it's interesting because they, you know, they have different, um, you know, their senses are maybe more pronounced than some of ours, but Mm. you know, it's just, it's amazing what they know and, and the abilities they have. And I'm fascinated by fascinated by all these different um, species. And, and there's one that's been our ally since the early fifties and they're a type of reptilian and we they're called the raptors um so if you think of the velociraptors that were in jurassic world um they're a lot like that and my husband's been around them since he was a kid and and loves them and you know his best friend who's now dead used to you know was a raptor and um You know, but they they have a very profound sense of family and the desire to educate their family. And they have a very hierarchical, you know, they have a political system and they're very smart and strategic. You know, they also love jewelry and chocolate and bling and, you know, but they're they're just, they're amazing. And they look like dinosaurs. They still do. And they could gut you in a second if you (laughs) irritate them or you know, or you're their enemy, but they work with our government to help us against our current enemies here that are, that are here. <laughs> so. so I've heard about like, I've
1: well, I feel like the majority of my life, anytime I heard about reptilians, they were bad. But as like in the last few years, I've heard that there's bad reptilians and there's good reptilians, just like there's right. bad greys and there's good greys. Some are right. tall, some are short. Bad humans, like, just...
0: good humans. Right. I
1: mean, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly so exactly i mean would you would you say that i mean are like the bad reptilians good reptilians is it um, like are they all are they the same and then just like kind of again like eric just said
2: or are they different species they're they're very different um the raptors still look like the dinosaurs that they descended from their cousins the reptoids evolved into more of a human looking being and and they're very negative and they work with terrorists that are here on the planet now, and they are here on the planet now, um, wreaking a lot of havoc. There's there's a very negative reptilian called the Dracos. They're they're out in space. The raptors and the reptoids originated here, both have huge empires out in space. They both have bases, you know, here on the planet. The Dracos are very I would say very negative and very powerful, and they would really like to take over. I think, um, you know, they're that they, you know would like to think they're God. Uh, they're they're not friendly, and I don't know a whole lot about them. I do I do know that there's other reptilian species out in space that are are lovely and friendly, and I used to. That was a different person. I'm thinking that that was a squash. <laughs> I used to know another person you know, just through the UFO community and she definitely was a hybrid and I've never seen her change full on, but you know, she's had partners or at least one that I know of that did, but I mean, I could tell, you know, she had that reptilian, you know, sometimes she just looked like the cutest little reptilian you ever saw. I mean, just <laughs> not fully, fully, you know, scales or anything, but I could just tell. And then there's an artist that I haven't seen for a long time at some of these conferences, who's done several illustrations of various reptilians. And she's got this illustration of the cutest little reptilian. I go, that's what my friend must look like, you know, (laughs) when she's in full reptilian form. So, you know, they're not all bad. They're not all good. Some of them do work with us. um, and, And the graves are the same way. Some of them work right along with the really bad ones to help kidnap, humans to sell them off to species in space some of them work with the, the humans and you know there's a lot of human governments and human big corporations who make nasty deals with with um bad aliens so mm-hmm. you know we yeah. we don't want to i don't know how long we're going but we don't want to end the show on the bad stuff <laughs> you know no i well i, I was going to anybody i could this, but i don't uh, want uh,
0: I'm hoping we don't get like the FBI knocking on our door when we put this episode out.
2: (laughs) No, no, they're used to me. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not telling you anything. I'm not allowed to say because that's all my husband tells me is what I'm allowed to say. You know, he's, he's on the fringe a lot of times with what he tells me, but I don't know anything that I'm really not supposed to share. Yeah. You know, but I, the first time I went to England, somebody in the government told him it's like, and, and he, he, you know, he was very involved at high levels. But anyway, somebody in the government told him before I left, and that was going to be my very first speaking engagement. was like, okay, tell her she is not allowed to say the names of the people in the British government who are involved with the UFO stuff, or we <sighs> can arrest her right on the spot. It's oh, like, gosh. Oh, gosh. It's like, okay, well, I won't say that while I'm at the conference, but now that I'm back in the United States or I'm in a private little group, I can tell you that Prince Philip was in charge of your space program. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, (laughs) Prince Charles has seen aliens. He's been around them. And da-da-da-da-da-da. He kind (laughs) of
0: looks like an alien.
2: But, uh, yeah, my husband doesn't like him. But, you know, it's like (laughs) I couldn't say that in public at a public conference in England, but, you know, I say it every place else. We're
1: definitely going to have FBI or men in black knocking on our doors.
2: No, you know, I mean, no. They've, they've been near me, but they've never like scooped me up. So, you know, yeah. it's I've, okay.
1: I I feel like kind of uh, going back to the hybrid thing about sure. how like, you had a friend who's a hybrid. I have met people that I'm just like, you're not from here. Like you don't <gasps> feel human. Like, and, and it's not, I mean, maybe it's mm-hmm. kind of an appearance wise, but it's just like, you're something else, whether you know it or not. I feel like some people are not right. fully human. Does that sound Well, crazy? I mean,
0: <laughs> I, we have a should, I don't know if we should say this on here, but I mean, we have a cousin. Hey, cut say, it out oh, if you want to Supposedly,
1: yeah. Supposedly, according a to our
0: yeah, according to our uncle. I mean, he always had a peculiar, a peculiar look compared to the rest of our cousins. Oh. Um. But um. And
1: he. he he claimed that he saw an alien while uh, our his uncle,
0: wife, yeah, our uncle claimed that he saw an alien while his wife was pregnant, like walk outside the bedroom that window or something. Yeah, yeah well, so I don't know. And that was always he came a out thing. And then,
1: yeah, that was like a family kind of yeah. rumor that he was a hybrid. <laughs> I mean, because if like
0: I said, but if you look at him, he he looks um quite a bit different, different from all his all his other brothers, and he almost had like you know the you know how the Greys look that. Yeah that he yeah. almost had that kind of shape head oh, and like wow. um, the slanted eyes yeah wow. and like if i don't know you joanne probably haven't seen this but uh, if you want just go look at this music video called aerials i think it's aerials oh, yeah. by system of, <laughs> system of a down there's a boy in there and that's kind of what our cousin looked like is when he was a black child I don't know. Oh, That's a good question.
1: I mean, he definitely doesn't have colored
2: eyes.
0: Yeah, no, no. Since we're we're Hispanic, so the majority of us in our family do have dark eyes. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. I see. Well, I I would say um, there, there, when I was at a certain, some different UFO conferences, especially this particular one that used to be in the Bay Area, there was always this woman and I'm not going to assume she was a hybrid, but I always, I always had to wonder, you know, it's like, I didn't know whether she was a hybrid or, you know, I, anyway, it just, I wondered. Um, But then there was a young man who came to my booth, like the first time I ever had a booth with things to sell about that kind of stuff. And he had a hat on, he had gloves on, he had a coat on. Um, I'm not sure if he had a scarf so that most of his face was covered But you you could tell something was a little different and i you know went back and saw my husband he goes yeah well okay that was that was could be the hybrid son of you know a raptor Mm -hmm. that's like and and he knows of you know the raptors if they mate with a human they're usually having raptor children um just by the the way that the women are you know prepared to have raptor children, but, um, (laughs) but sometimes you do get a hybrid and sometimes they're allowed to live. And, you know, he knew who I was talking about, (laughs) but the the person was, you know, definitely, definitely very much a a raptor, but it's not like he had the big snout or anything. You know, he, his face looked very human, but I guess if I'd seen his hands, he might've, that might've given him away. And so he Mm. always wore gloves and I've never seen him since then, but it was like, okay. You know, that Mm -hmm. was interesting yeah but uh, yeah yeah just so that we can end on a positive note
1: yeah. I'm not sure. about like <laughs> not aliens trying to destroy us although no, no. i did have the question of i feel like don't they have better technology why don't they take over like what is stopping them from being the gods and then we can end it on a positive note. That's <laughs> something
0: that she cannot discuss because the FBI will be on our doorstep show.
2: I will say they do have incredible technology and, and we have benefited from a lot of it. Because again, so a lot of these deals are okay, you can have this many humans if we get this technology. And maybe sometimes they're just helping us because there are certain aliens who do want to help us. But you know, and, and I'm not the only person who says this, but you know, our cell phone technology and and lots of things is definitely we get that from aliens so and i wouldn't be surprised if the the uh, uh branson and and musk that have spacecraft mm. you know if they've had a little help i i, I don't yeah. know that for sure i'm just saying that wouldn't surprise me you know cuz that's pretty cool technology and Musk
0: just sent civilians into space, didn't he? Or is he going
2: to? Something like that?
0: Uh, Elon Musk, I think. If I'm not mistaken, he just sent um, a civilian spacecraft, or he's going to?
2: Well, Branson did like a low Earth orbit, you know, with a couple of people in it, I think. But I don't necessarily keep track of, you know, I I mean, I hear when a launch has happened, but... um, so I do believe that the aliens have incredible technology. And even if you don't have fingers, you know, you don't need to use your claws to tap on a keyboard. They they do a lot of things mentally. In fact, mm-hmm. my husband used to fly an alien spacecraft and it was all mental. There was mm-hmm. no keyboard or a steering column or, you know. Um, and a lot of aliens don't have arms or hands but they have they have means to communicate, and they have communic- means to operate their their vessels and whatever they're traveling in. And, and you know, many of them, you know, are able to get here. Some of them have to get here slowly and go through the asteroid belt. Some have wormhole her- wormhole technology and can get here pretty quickly. So. Hmm. You know, it's, it's well, amazing what technology they have. <laughs> yeah.
0: Real, no. real quick. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk or SpaceX rather just launched the first civilian uh, crew into orbit. I believe it was yesterday. Okay. Oh, oh, thank okay. you. Thank you. Yeah, so Interesting.
2: Yeah. Did you just
1: Google that right now?
0: Yes, yeah. I did.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'd like to go pick his brain. Yeah.
0: Right. I want to know who I, he's
2: talking to. <laughs> I mean,
0: it, and then as far as the technology is concerned, it's always been interesting to me how like um, – a lot of what we used, and, and I this goes back to other things. I mean, other people we've talked about, you know, as far as movies are concerned and stuff like that, but how our technology is finally catching up to a lot of what we saw as, like, for for me in as Star a kid, Trek. yeah, in Star Trek or, or right. um, other movies, like in the 80s, 90s and stuff like right. that as well, where, you know, people would talk on the phone or like, you know, just, Jetsons. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we still don't have flying cars, but mean? a lot of stuff that's on the Jetsons, I mean, we have now, you know, we have a robot that cleans our house. You know, we have, <laughs> you know, we can speak on our, our watches. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what and I mean? Uh, stuff like that.
2: And, and I and, guess somebody and, brought up that there was on Star Trek they were using iPads or something like that. And 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 you know, it's like, okay, where do we think we got that? <laughs> yeah. 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 I
0: um and then also, sorry, just real quick, yeah. the whole, you know, a, some aliens being bad and some protecting us and stuff like that. That was also kind of like the storyline of uh, Independence Day Resurrection was the the original aliens that came out in that first movie that came to destroy the planet. Um, right. They they came back. And then the whole time in Area 51, there was this sphere. Um, I don't remember exactly what the sphere was, but it was basically like a weapon or another alien race that was there to um i guess kind of it was there taking refuge but i think it was trying to get away from those aliens and those aliens were actually coming to earth to look for that specific alien to destroy it because it was like one of the only species that could like you know take them out and stuff like that
2: well here's here's a fun note and if if there's ever a next time you know, we can talk more about aliens. And I have a lovely quote because the raptors are very spiritual beings. So we can talk about that another time. But on a fun note, if you think of the movie Men in Black and the cool, you know, United Nations type place they're all walking around in, we have mm-hmm. places like that on Earth, or we have had, but we do have them. And, you know, the cool bar in. Is it Star Wars? I, I forget. The oh yeah, name. yeah, yeah. The Star, yeah. yeah. All blend together. The Pantina. There, they're pla- yeah. there are places like that out in space where different races hang out. You know, if they're traveling around or between missions or they need to rest, there are. You know, it's it's amazing. There are places like that. I just that blows me away. But I think it's pretty funny. So, <laughs> but anyway, you know, the, you know, truth is stranger than fiction, and I mean just it. you know, yeah. I've well, to believe i believe a lot of things <laughs> yeah no so we well, believe a lot
1: as well yeah cool um, but i i and I'll, we can wrap up on this but because you you mentioned it in the beginning and it was like in in your uh little bio that you sent um you know you, you talked about fairies and then you talked about aliens and i wanted to get your opinion as far as um something that i've heard before is that fairies like the, their lore is that they used to abduct humans that are abducted children and then now we have aliens now that mm. uh like uh what what do they what do they call them eric when they like switch out the children with oh, like changeling? a child changeling yeah changeling. kind of thing and then so yeah and then aliens with the abduction and stuff so some people are like well what if we didn't have a name to call aliens back in the day so that's they were fairies back then and then now mm. They're aliens. Do you think that it's like two separate things or that there's some I, I sort of connection? I do. I do. Um,
2: the fairies, and there are fairies, and we fairies is just one type of elemental, and yeah. there are fairies and elementals, you know, because you get fairies and brownies and sprites and gnomes and trolls and all kinds of things, but um, you have them here, and different species have them with them out in space, so mm. it, it's lots of different species have their own elementals that will travel around with them. I don't believe that fairies are aliens. Um, I I don't really um, know the, the truth about whether fairies kidnap children or not. Um, I do. I have a healthy respect for fairies because they can help you and they can tease you. You know, I've pissed a few off in my day and they've pushed me <laughs> down the stairs or hidden something from me. You know, I didn't get hurt. They just kind of pushed and yeah. you know, gave me a nudge. It's like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. You know, it's like, what I do? Um, So, but I, I don't think they're the same. And and the fairies, absolutely. And even there are different alien species who love this planet and honor this planet, especially the ones that originated here and want us to take much better care of this planet. And that's how the elementals are. They want us to take care of this planet. And, and honor it. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think the two are totally separate. Okay. So just wanted to get your opinion. Sure. Right, thank but. you. <laughs> <laughs> Lots
1: of. All opinions right. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is definitely going to have to be, or you are, sorry, you are going to have to be somebody that we have back on because we, like, it's not enough. Not enough. <laughs> Scratch
0: <to have. laughs>
1: the surface. Yeah. As no, I well, feel like we you. always I'd do. Love to but. Come back. Yeah, I still, I still got lots of questions that I haven't gotten to ask, but I don't want this to turn into a three-hour podcast because it can very quickly. <laughs> I
2: know I, I could so talk that's... for hours, and I have before. So.
1: <laughs>
2: but and no, can so... I, and can I put a plug in there for my book and my website? Oh, sure, yeah, real no. quick.
0: Before oh, you do, uh, we have one more question that oh, Michelle sure. hasn't oh, asked my gosh. in a while. <laughs> um, what's your stance on Ouija boards?
2: Would you use it or have you or would you or recommend Or would you
0: recommend people not use them?
2: I would recommend they do not use them.
0: Thank you. Okay. You're
2: welcome. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay. Plug away.
1: Okay, no. We always want to give our guests an opportunity to plug whatever
2: they're doing or what they got going oh, on. on. So, Thank you so now much. would be now would be the time. My my book is called Mid Midlife Magic. And it's about my my life. And how I go from normal childhood to seven marriages and how I get into all about UFOs and paranormal and aliens and all the cool stuff and the wonderful magical path that I'm on these days. And my website is dragonhillbooks.net. So the book is available that way, or through Amazon or Barnes and Noble, lots of you know online sites. My more UFO-centered web organization is earth defense headquarters and that is edhca.org or edhq.org so i can i have lots of reports about that kind of stuff but i'm happy to entertain emails and questions and i love to chat with all you you know all the the radio and podcast hosts so thank you so much for having me on (laughs) So yeah.
1: thank, well, you, thank for, you for reaching you're out. Welcome, oh, yeah, and for for sharing all your well, I can't even say all your experiences. No, some <laughs> <laughs> some of your experiences that we're gonna have to hear more of at a well, later thank date. Thank you so That would be great. Yeah. All right, guys, that was our guest Joanne Richards. so I it was funny because she came prepared for ghost stories, and I was like, hold on, aliens,
2: in Latin? yeah. <laughs>
0: I I don't know I I I don't know if we have we're gonna have to start specifying that we're not just a ghost podcast
1: Yeah I guess because
0: I guess again like for me paranormal encompasses fairies Bigfoot you know aliens ghosts like for me that's what paranormal is like Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's just ghosts but yeah um. So, yeah, guys, I I just want to make it clear that we aren't just a ghost podcast. Like, we do want to hear your alien stories. We want to hear your stories and your encounters with Bigfoot. Yeah, your encounters with Lechuza. Uh-huh. Lechuza's jamming out to church music in churches. (laughs) That
1: video is hilarious.
0: If you haven't seen it, guys, go to our Facebook page. I posted a... A, a video of a, a lechusa. yeah yeah something like that but it was i saw it i, I and originally i had seen it i was like nah, and i just like scrolled over it and then valeria like my wife she showed it to me she was like hey like did, have you seen this and then i saw it and i like actually saw it and i was like oh my god this is the most this is fucking hilarious
1: it was because like funny. you
0: literally just see like like it's just standing there and the people start seeing it and it just starts like you it's know it's like night at the roxbury night, yeah night at the roxbury yeah kind of thing and i was like oh <laughs> my god that. that's amazing because supposedly you're supposed to like you know like curse at it sing at it do all this stuff to make it go away and this thing was like nope
1: jamming out Fuck yeah, this is
0: amazing
1: Sticks <laughs> and stones bitch Sticks yeah. and stones
0: so yeah, go I'm definitely sorry. go check that video out.
1: um
0: <laughs> but yeah so joanne it was um interesting i fun it, ride yeah like it was definitely it gave me like men in black vibes cuz i'm like dude sure. they're they're literally everywhere and we have no idea
1: or do we not i don't know
0: i uh, like like i said well, I, I don't want the fucking fbi knocking at my door
1: <laughs> i do
0: after wednesday
1: cuz it'll be a great story to tell um no but i uh yeah i i had wanted to read her book before we had her on but I mean, you know how our schedules have been like this last month, so obviously I didn't get a chance to do that. So I'm hoping I can um, get through her book, and then we can have her back on in the future. But yeah, because there is definitely details and 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 stuff that we didn't get to get, um, but because she had so much, you know, to tell us. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that um, yeah, we can get a little bit more insight about her husband and who he was and her her father in law and how they met and how she figured all this stuff out about him and yeah. um yeah so we'll, we'll have to, to i do mean that it definitely
0: sounds like a movie like you know i mean 100%. i'm not saying that it's a movie but like it just the story like how she was talking about her father-in-law working for the government and then you know he took his son to work and like his son saw these aliens and it's like that's pretty cool though <laughs> you know and then fighting in space and shit it's like it's crazy So we're definitely going to have her back on at some point. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I I know we have a couple other interviews scheduled here soon and we've actually had some other people reach out. So
1: with alien stories, I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. So we'll see when we can have her back.
1: Yeah. You'll get a nice healthy dose of uh, aliens. I think,
0: I think it's been like, so so year one was all ghosts. Year two is going to be all aliens.
1: (laughs) Hopefully, year three will be all cryptids. It'd be
0: great. Yeah. And then year four will be a mix of everything. There you go. By that time, we'll have our own radio show on XM. and
1: Totally. You
0: got to put that out there, dude.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Manifest. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode. Eric, can you tell us where everybody can find us?
0: Yeah. Uh, so, if you want to find us, guys, we are at com. That's our website you know uh, michelle worked very hard on it if you want to find our social media links there's a tab that says social media no it doesn't say social (laughs) media but there's a tab there where you can click and then it has all our all the links to our social media there's another tab there where you click on that one and that gives you all the places that you can listen to the podcast there's another tab that says contact us where if you want to be on the show if you want to be interviewed Uh, if you want to just share your stories for stories of high strangeness you can go ahead and do that through our uh, contact us page Um, we also have a oh they can be in english and spanish and you can be anonymous as well we don't have to mention your name Uh, we cannot do voice changers Uh, Mm -hmm. there is a donate button if you feel so inclined and there also there's also merch if you want to buy uh hoodies it's going to start getting quote-unquote cold in texas here in a couple of months um by cold i mean 75 degrees uh and yeah guys um you can still wear t-shirts in 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 winter here in texas if you're in other places you probably want to buy the hoodies but yeah go ahead and do that make sure to contact us send us your stories guys because we believe
1: do you